Next on BYU Sports Nation, game day for BYU basketball. And with it comes an early shot at redemption. The Pepperdine Waves hit Provo, Utah. The Cougars' new look starting five works for a conference win streak, or looks for a conference win streak. David Nixon weighs in on why this group is the fix BYU needs. And a brand new bubbly bracketology for BYU Hoops Plus. How well do you really know Pepperdine? We play Know the Foe. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Things are always brighter on a game day. Greetings from Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. Hope you're enjoying your January 9th thus far. I'm Spencer Linton, the man with a healthy collection of BYU swag and knowledge. Jerem Jordan sits to my right. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Jerem, your show starters include the biggest game of the season to date for BYU women's hoops at Gonzaga tonight. That's right. Listen to it live on BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. Early, awesome game for BYU. A big test would be a big win if the women go up to Spokane and win. The Baseball Hall of Fame announcing its inductees yesterday. Pitchers Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, and the Big Hurt. Frank Thomas, a big-hitting first baseman, all included, not in the mix, and 78 votes shy of the Baseball Hall of Fame, one of the all-time BYU greats, Jack Morris. The best player uh, to play ever at BYU, in the majors at least. Corey Snyder, Wally Joyner, kind of the other two that you would put in that mix that went on to play well in the major leagues. But disappointing that Jack Morris didn't make it. I'm not sure that he exactly deserved it. Uh, You know, there's an argument for both sides. But the fact that he was considered and a BYU guy... Pretty cool. Jack Morris, I believe it was 1984, uh, threw uh, either a perfect game or a no-hitter, but uh, it really put him on the, on the map. And so, I believe it was a perfect no-hitter. It, yes. I don't even know what that is, but it, it, Well, a perfect it. game is a no-hitter, but <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. anyway. Uh, so Jack Morris just misses the Baseball Hall of Fame, but uh, he's in the Cougar Sports Hall of Fame and in the hearts he's of BYU Sports Nation. He's in the BYU, BYU Sports, Sports Nation. Nation Hall of Fame. That is right. BYU basketball, of course, taking on Pepperdine tonight. Eric Mika did not practice. Freshman star center uh, has been sitting out. Sorry, I should say he practiced limited time. He did not go five-on-five He didn't practice Monday or Tuesday, and then yesterday didn't go five-on-five. So how much he will play and how he will be involved to be determined. We'll hit on more of that uh, coming up on BYU Sports Nation. Join our Twitter conversation by using our new hashtag, by the way. BYUSN. Look, we know how hard it is to get all of your well-produced, thoroughly cogitated thoughts into 140 Thoroughly characters. cogitated? <laughs> so by, Holy mackerel. So by using hashtag BYUSN, we're doing you a favor. You have 10 more characters. Boom! How do you feel about it, Jerem? I, I'm just thrown off by the thoroughly cogitated that you just said. Are you Marcus Smith? Hey, we did have uh, a BYU radio morning show hit, and so uh, he used neophyte. Ooh, shakalaka. Oh, yeah, that's, more, that's that, more like the stuff we say, right? Yeah, that's true. But that was coming from Marcus Smith. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he used neophyte, ambiguous, and uh, I think you used fodder as well this morning. So yes, why not I'd throw in cogitate? Thoroughly cogitated. <laughs> that's that's good. Hashtag BYUSN. Get involved on Twitter. You can also comment on our Facebook page. Our Twitter question today goes like this. What's your bold prediction for BYU and Pepperdine tonight? I say BYU 17+. plus. That's always my thing, right? It has to be. No, I'm, I'm going to say that Skylar Halford goes for 
17 plus. I'll use my 17 but number, but Skylar Halford brings it, brings it again. I like it. Okay, so Halford goes for 17 plus in his second start, or what we assume will be his second start. That That is... He'll start tonight. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. He scored 28 last game. Why wouldn't he start? For me, my bold prediction goes off of a new segment we introduced yesterday called Hashtag This. And I feel like BYU is going to come out gangbusters tonight against Pepperdine with a lot to prove. Uh, I, I feel like as much as Tyler Haas says, no, we're not really thinking about revenge. It, it, there's a little bit in the back of the mind. There it's has so to fresh. Be. It, was it was eight nine, days ago. Not eight, nine days yeah, ago. exactly. It just happened. So I feel like BYU wins by 25 plus. That's Whoa! my That's my bold 25. prediction. 25. Yeah. I think that they play a San Diego game. Yes. I think it happens again. What's your bold prediction? BYU Sports Nation for the Cougars and Waves tonight. Tweet using our new hashtag, BYUSN, that gives you 10 more characters. Our generosity is all for you. And that's all that matters. You can listen to our show weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Or access the show on demand at BYURadio.org. The rebroadcast happens weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. The new starting five. So here we have it. We were wondering all week long about Matt Carlino's role in this BYU lineup. Is he going to be a sixth man for a while? Is he just in a phase? Was it a one-game thing where he, where he came off the bench? Well, it appears for now that Dave Rose and BYU basketball will go with Matt Carlino as a backup point guard. But guess what? Matt says, hey, look. I am a point guard, and so if it has to be in the backup role, at least he gets to do what he wants to do. And this is interesting because Kyle Collinsworth has not been in foul trouble in very many games, if any at all, this whole season. He's averaging 34.5 minutes a game. He doesn't come out much. So Carlino came in against San Diego, played 21 minutes. He's the backup point, but I'm not sure that he's actually running the point for very much of the game. He's going to come in and sort of play the two guards. So this is sort of interesting. But Matt needs to play himself back into the starting lineup if, Matt, he, if he wants to start again. Let's go ahead and juxtaposition uh, some thoughts from Matt Carlino and Dave Rose just to kind of give you an idea of what's happened over the past week. Matt told the media last week what he is. Well, I'm a point guard. I mean, that, that's what I am. That's exactly what Matt is. Dave Rose agrees, but with a caveat. I think Matt will be our backup point guard right now. So, he gets to do what he wants to do, but as the backup. Now, there are notable sixth men scorers. Look at the NBA. Manu Ginobili, San Antonio Spurs star. If he, unless he's on your team, you hate that guy because he is a killer. He hits big shots. He brings a spark and energy. That's what Matt Carlino can do for this BYU team. Jamal Crawford is kind of the same way for the Los Angeles Clippers. Big time sixth men scorers. Carlino can be that for the time being. 21 minutes against San Diego off the bench. He had six points, four assists, which I totally was okay with. And he brought energy and a spark. And I feel like the fan base with Carlino coming off the bench will get behind him and bring that much more energy to the arena. He needs to play better, uh, not only for himself uh, to try and get back as a starter, but 
BYU just needs production off the bench. Frank Bartley has not been consistent. Uh, and then there's there's Anson Winder. Has, uh, he showed up well in a game where Tyler Hawes was injured earlier in the season. I'm trying to remember if that was Prairie View A&M or somebody, but he he didn't. Who was it? Utah State. Hey, Aggies all the way. That's what they say. So you need scoring off the bench. You need it. And so who's going to be that guy? Carlino can be that guy. Dave Rose, uh, while while Skyler Halford has been a surprising score and a breath of fresh air for BYU with his 28 points and his West Coast Conference Player of the Week designation, it's about his defense. If he's on Majors or Brooks or you know any of those perimeter guys, those two guys are shooting 65% from the three-point line. So hopefully he'll focus in on that defensive assignment, bring a lot of energy to that side of the floor, and then offensively just see what comes to him. Now Jeremy Majors, and then the kid that got me was Brooks, going six for nine from the three-point line against BYU. Two Pepperdine guys that can flat-out shoot it. Skyler Halford guarded San Diego's dead-eye shooter, Johnny D, last Saturday night, and now Skyler has an opportunity to shut down a couple of other solid shooters for the Waves. Brooks sprained his ankle last week, so we're not sure if he's going to even play tonight or be as effective. So that's good news for BYU in that he tore BYU up in the first game. But that's interesting. We've been focused a lot on Skyler's offense, what he can produce off the bench offensively, right? But there's a defensive angle. What was the number one storyline out of San Diego? To me, it was the way BYU played defense. And so if Skyler Halford can play into that, that's good. The other thing is Kyle Collinsworth's defense is a big factor as well. His versatility is often mentioned offensively, but defensively, that changes things for opponents. Which makes the starting five as it is kind of make a lot more sense. A better defensive group. Dave Rose is going for a defensive perspective. Hard to argue with that, especially when you see what they did against San Diego. Well, Ants and Sky are guys that can play there. I think that uh, Kyle, we can move Kyle over there at times. So, uh, But I, I really believe the defensive presence at the point guard with Kyle is good for this group. Okay, so Dave Rose discussing the point guard, the one, the shooting guard, which is also known as the two, talking about how he has flexibility now. Anson Winder and Skylar Halford. And Kyle Collinsworth can all play the two. Tyler Haas can slide down and play the two. The point guard, however, is pretty much Kyle Collinsworth and Matt Carlino. That That's it. So if Collinsworth is not on the floor, or if... He's on the floor for all but five minutes. Dave Rose uh, wants Carlino and Collinsworth on the floor at the same time, then he'll slide Kyle to the two, and Matt will run the point. And that's fine. That brings a different dynamic. But these lineup changes are happening focused on what BYU needs to do defensively. And that is what's king right now. They want to score a lot of points, but they want to shut teams down. And that's how it stands heading into the game with Pepperdine. Topic two. Sweet revenge. Here's Blaine Fowler saying that he likes the fact that, look, you're playing the same team again so soon. When I first saw the season, the way it's set up, the way the schedule is, I hated it. You know, I don't like the fact that you play two teams on the road in Loyola and Pepperdine that you come right back and play at home a week and a half later. Now I kind of like it. It is weird. It's strange the way it's set up this year. But now I kind of like it because I think they can take any doubt they have out of the back of their minds with these two games this week. Because they can say, okay, those were flukes. We messed up. We didn't play the defense the way we're supposed to. We turned the corner to San Diego or against San Diego. And now 
if, if they can do the same and lock down and play good defense against Pepperdine and Loyola, net, all doubt will be gone and they'll be back on the roll that we expected them to be on this season. So it wore on BYU TV analyst and college basketball expert Blaine Fowler that, well, look, we lost, so now I'm okay with, with getting it back. I want to get one back. Redemption, revenge, vengeance, however you want to term it, you choose the word. Blaine Fowler says that he likes the fact that BYU has another shot at Pepperdine so early after a brutal loss on the road, which was their second straight to open the conference season. BYU is not ready to play Gonzaga right now. And probably not ready to play St. Mary's. They need these games back. They need to prove to themselves we are better than that team, ourselves, that played those games uh, two weeks ago. And then you, next week, play at San Francisco and Santa Clara. A couple of games you, you should win. Although San Francisco beat Pepperdine. Uh, and then Santa Clara has some, some weapons. That, that's not a gimme. And then you're at Portland at Gonzaga. So you have a couple of games to get ready for what would be a big win if BYU were to go to Spokane and win that game. So BYU needs the lead up to this, to Gonzaga. Pepperdine, in contrast, their next three games, at BYU, at San Diego, Gonzaga. So this is a key stretch for the Waves as well. Another win over BYU would be monumental. As good as their six-point win in Malibu was over BYU, can you imagine sweeping the season series against BYU if you're Pepperdine, the team that was picked to finish last in the West Coast Conference. So there is motivation for the visitors as well. They had to make 13 threes to win by six against BYU. They had to out out three BYU by 12 threes just to win in Malibu. So it took a tremendous effort. And here's, here's the deal. With Brooks with a sprained ankle, you don't know what's coming. It's an interesting matchup because Stacey Davis is a back-to-the-basket score at 6-6, and then a 6-9... Uh, Brendan Lane is is good. He's really good. Uh, Dave Rose last night after practice talked about Santa Clara guarded him one-on-one, and he went off for 26 and 17. So BYU's got to be able to, uh, with Eric Mika, got to be able to stay in the game, got to be able to defend well. But for BYU, it's to me, for BYU, it's not about matching up with Pepperdine. It's about playing uh, their game with Halford on the end, uh, other end, getting buckets, playing good defense, and pushing the tempo and exerting uh, what they do more than what Pepperdine does. And The Rock is going to be behind BYU tonight. So nine days later, and this goes to show you how much BYU's home court advantage plays into the national perspective of odds makers, BYU is a 15-point favorite at home after they lost by six in Malibu. Wow. So The Rock is representing in that people know it's really difficult to win at the Marriott Center. And people are camped out right now. In the it is a foggy, cold day in Provo, and the students are camped out tonight for Pepperdine. Love it. Nine days later, the Cougars and Waves will match it up again on the Marriott Center. You can watch it live on BYU TV, nine Eastern, seven PM Mountain. You can also, uh, well, I guess we'll have the women's basketball game on BYU Radio, so maybe you can have both going at the same time. But the Waves and Cougars set to go. And I love what Dave Rose. I'll say this in closing before we move on. Post LA trip, he said yesterday after practice. Everything has been really good. Effort, energy, and our game against San Diego, which was a decisive win. So Dave Rose opened up his little curtain and said, look, I'm really happy with the mentality of this team right now, and hopefully it can carry over into another win against Pepperdine. Topic three. BYU brackets, and oh, they are bubbly. Collinger steals it away. The lob for Mika. Mika. 
Okay, so BYU has... They've kind of run up and down the brackets, Jerem. It's... it's Week to week, it has been all over the map because BYU has played really well and had notable wins and played really good against good teams, and then they had the fallout where they lost four straight. They lost a little bit of their, well, a lot of their mojo after the tough loss in Eugene, Oregon. They lose the first two conference games, and then they slide all the way down from a short thing lock to one of the first four teams out. So they are solidly on the bubble right now, according to ESPN's Joe Lunardi, who is their lead bracketologist. Fresh bracket today. He has BYU as the fourth team out in the first four out. So at 9-7, and seven, what's amazing is because of their strength of schedule and the wins that they do have and the way they've played against good teams, they're still in consideration. Here's the problem I see with this, is that BYU's strength of schedule and RPI will only go down. It, it will not go up at any point the rest of the year because BYU's playing the Pepperdines and LMUs and Portlands of the world. So what BYU needed to do was to get themselves a head start, to be in a position right now to where they were a 6 or 7 seed, and then if they did not keep up the status quo and take second in the conference and drop uh, you know, no more than three or four conference games, then they would maintain that or drop to an 8 or 9. Now at this point, BYU is sitting out. First four out. And I don't want to have this situation on Selection Sunday. I don't want to feel like BYU's on the bubble because BYU uh, likely would be out in that situation just because they can't play on Sunday, so half of the bracket is eliminated for BYU. Plus, you don't want to be on the bubble. You want to feel like you're in. And so BYU's got some work to do because the they have to exceed expectations in conference to make up for what happened in non-conference now. If BYU finishes... The conference season with a record of 14-4, and four, which means they lose only two more conference games, wherever and however that may be happening. If they finish 14-4, and four, which would be quite an accomplishment, and they go into the West Coast Conference Tournament with at least a two-seed and get to the championship game, for me, they are a lock. They are a lock. They don't have to win the conference tournament. If they lock can do is that, a strong word they, I, I'm, for that many I losses. stand behind it. There's seven losses, and they're still one of the first four teams out, according to the lead bracketologist in our great land of America. That's how good, Does how Canada strong... Does Canada have a Joe Lenardi for know. any sport? I don't know. They, they don't. <clears throat> We've got the guy. Okay. BYU's really got to be strong to put themselves in any kind of position to be a lock. Because you lost LMU and Pepperdine. It's hard to say the word lock with those losses on your resume. If you do what I just said they do, it's a lock. Mark it down, Jerem Jordan. Mark it down. <laughs> well, I won't ta- feel comfortable on Selection Sunday, I don't think, in any regard, unless BYU won the tournament. Well, let's hope they win the conference tournament. Uh, Eric Mika, his status for tonight, kind of up in the air. Not sure what BYU is going to get out of him. We will discuss that at length coming up in about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, the Mika factor. Right now, we go back to Twitter. What's your bold prediction for BYU Pepperdine tonight? You've got tweets. At Y for Life says, better have Sky come on today. Referencing Skylar Halford. Big game tonight. So he's with you, Jaron. Bold prediction. He says Skylar Halford. The key is for him to have a big game, and that's his bold prediction. Well, he he thinks that he should come on the show to get some BYU Sports Nation cards. Oh, meaning come yeah. on the show yeah. today. There at, you go. At Johnny Lingo. Muhana, you ugly! That's me. Okay, my bold prediction, he says, is that BYU gives Pepperdine a beatdown. Hashtag revenge. Absolutely. 
25 plus. 25. <laughs> that is so much. It's got to be bold, right? Bold with a capital B. At Spence1CA, four words. Lay, period, the, period, smack, period, down, exclamation mark, hashtag BYUSN. Thank you, Spence1CA, for catching our new hashtag. Remember, weigh in using hashtag BYUSN on Twitter. That's new today. The new hashtag from here on out. We're giving you more space. Ten extra characters. You know what? One of the best feelings in the world is that that feeling when you type out a tweet and you haven't edited it and it lands on zero at the end. Boom! That's great. You know what that tells me? You really like Twitter. I do love Twitter. You are a Twitter-aholic. Yeah, do we have some bird sounds? I love it. Yeah. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, he's a dual-threat linebacker. He can break bones and break down a basketball game with the best. David Nixon tells us why he likes the new BYU starting five. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here live in Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Send your tweets to our brand new hashtag revealed today, hashtag BYUSN. It's all about giving you more space to write down your well, thoroughly cogitated, thoroughly cogitated thoughts. Hey, it's game day. Cogitate's a real word, Jeremy. Look, it I up. know it is. Okay. I just don't know what it means. It's game day for the men and women's hoopsters tonight at nine Eastern. The men host Pepperdine on BYU TV, and the women travel to Gonzaga live on BYU Radio. Both important WCC games start at 9 Eastern tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Other notes to keep on your BYU Sports Nation radar. The football schedule will be announced in a few weeks, and it will happen in a True Blue special. Jeremy, what's that all about? It's the fourth annual schedule release edition of True Blue. Tom Homo, the athletic director, will join us on that show. No, no date is set for that when athletics is ready to release the schedule, and that takes teams and contracts and ESPN's coordination. When, uh, when that's ready... We'll do it on True Blue, the official schedule release. There you have it. It's exciting. That's a fun show. It's very fun because Tom Homo comes in and he tells us how that series got, uh, got hooked up and what's the future there, his thoughts on that, what do you think? It's, it's really good. So we think we have a pretty good idea of what the football schedule will look like. It's pretty much out there, but this is You never is, know. There might be like the, a last-minute surprise. This is the official release. Yeah. We're, I'm, how, how much of a percentage do we put on that? Of what you know, like, do you feel like you're like 95% sure of who BYU is going to play next year? I've, I feel 100% sure because ESPN posted a, oh, they put true. up a graphic during the bowl game. <laughs> not, to, not to mention the countdown to Connecticut. Countdown to Connecticut. 231. <laughs> it never gets old. 231 days before BYU and Connecticut kick off the 2014 season 232 or 231 days I want it's, Phil Steele's magazine yeah, now yeah it kind of seems like a long time but hey never too early to start thinking about the Cougars and Huskies in Connecticut what's your bold prediction for BYU basketball tonight against Pepperdine We'll get to more of your Twitter responses using the hashtag BYUSN in just a moment. And we welcome in our first guest today on the show, dual threat analyst David Nixon. He does it for football and for basketball. David, welcome back to the show, man. 
Hey, how's it going, fellas? We're doing well. Uh, what's your bold prediction for BYU Pepperdine tonight? I think BYU pulls out a similar win they, like they did with San Diego and, uh, and beats Pepperdine by digit, double-digit points. I think they uh, kind of ride the momentum and coming off that big win against San Diego and continue to gain that much-needed confidence uh, with another uh, home game win. BYU is a 15-point favorite for some reason after losing by six on the road. What do you think of that? Hey, man, I trust those Vegas guys. I'll tell you what. They're about <laughs> Entertainment <to> purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just for lines only. Exactly. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I, I think uh, you know, BYU is just a whole different beast when they come home and they play in their home, uh, home court. And um, you saw that against San Diego. I mean, they jumped out to an early lead and never looked back. Um, and I, I think the, the, these players, with it being a young team, they really you know, feed off that BYU crowd. And for that reason, you know, I think Pepperdine really comes in and struggles. Um, but at the same time, Pe- Pepperdine obviously put it on us at their home course, so I think it'll still be a good game. But 15 points, that's, uh, that's quite the line, I have to admit, especially after just losing to them uh, you know, a week or so ago. David Nixon, you had a front-row view of the starting five mix-up that BYU put on the floor against San Diego. The new starting five with Kyle Collinsworth at the point guard and Skylar Halford at the two. All signs indicate that it will be the exact same starting five tonight. At least that's what Dave Rose said. Do you like what BYU is doing with the new look starters? I do. I, uh, you know, I, I love Matt Carlino, and I, I think um, he's a great athlete, great player, uh, and uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a gamer. Uh, but for some reason, he's in a slump right now, and, and I think Coach Rose did, did, did the right thing by kind of switching it up a little bit and uh, bringing Skyler in. And obviously, Skyler came in and, and brought that much-needed spark. And, 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 you know, you look at the offensive production, 28 points, team high, uh, obviously very impressive. Uh, but I think it was more of his production on the defensive end of, of holding Johnny D to his season low, um, you know, in points. So uh, he, he's a lockdown defender, and that's what they're going to need um, tonight against Pepperdine. You know, look at Pepperdine and what they did to us their, their last outing. Malcolm Brooks with 24 points, 20 of those in the second half. So I think uh, bringing in Skyler and, and putting him on uh, Malcolm Brooks from the beginning and, and trying to hold him uh, to, you know, another season low is, is probably the game plan. But um, I'm impressed with Skyler and, and what he does. I, I think at first look, first glance, you don't think he's really uh, your typical D1 stud. Uh, player, but the guy can shoot the rock. Uh, he can defend well, and more than anything, once again, provides that energy that BYU lacked in those two uh, losses uh, at the beginning of WCC play. Mark Amaral, Pepperdine associate head coach, joined the program yesterday, and he had an interesting observation that he said, generally, it seems like it takes a semester for junior college players to to kind of get it. We're seeing that in at the beginning of January with Skylar Halford. He's been given a bigger opportunity, and he took advantage of it. But is there something to that? Does it take a little bit more for the JC guys? You know, I, I think it probably takes less time than maybe a freshman. Um, but uh, you know, that, that's, that's a good point. I I think um, Scholar being mature, being the player that he is, you know, being from the area, familiar with the fan base, et cetera, maybe sped up that process a little bit. Um, and then you look at his maturity with him being, you know, a first team, a junior college All American. Yeah, I think it goes to show you about him and, and what he's all about. But, uh, you know, it, I think it probably got sped up a little bit. But, but no question, he's just now kind of hitting his stride. And, and as a fan, uh, it's fun to see him out on the court because, once again, he comes out there and provides that spark that, um, once again, BYU was lacking for the last few games and, and it was much needed. And, and hopefully the team can feed off his energy because uh, when you got a guy that comes in like that off the bench um, and is able to produce like that, I think the team rallies around him and realizes, hey, we've got another score. Um, that can go out there and produce, 
Uh, so, uh, you know, let's keep rolling. David Nixon covers basketball and football for BYU TV Sports. We're talking BYU hoops right now. Game day against the Pepperdine Waves live tonight on BYU TV, 9 Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. David, you'll be on the call against LMU this Saturday. How important is this home stretch for BYU? Obviously, you want to win these games, but can they, can they do much in these two games to create some more national buzz so that they move up that, that bubble status and bracketology? What do you think? You know, you hope so. You hope so. I think BYU really shot themselves in the foot going with that four-game losing streak. I think that really caught the nation's attention, thinking, look, BYU is a team that beat Stanford, beat Texas, close games against Iowa State and Wichita State. Um, a team that has shown glimpses of greatness. And, you know, a lot of people are starting to, to put them in. I've been looking back, what, two or three weeks ago, um, you guys had a had an ESPN guy on saying they were he's looking to put them in like a seventh seed possibly and uh, how quickly things can change with, with BYU losing four straight. So um, you obviously hope BYU can take care of the games at home. You have to do that in conference play. Uh, but then they go four games on the road, uh, starting with San Francisco and, and then ending with Gonzaga. That could be another brutal stretch. So no doubt that you have to win these three games to boost your confidence. Um, Coach Rose mentioned after those first two conference losses, confidence was probably the key factor that he felt was the reason that, why they continued to lose. Um, but I think they regained a little bit of that against San Diego, and you hope that against Pepperdine LMU, you can only continue to grow on that uh, because they're going to need all the confidence they can when they, when they go on the road for that four-game stretch. David Nixon, BYU TV football and basketball analyst, is on BYU Sports Nation. For some reason, during the last couple weeks, Tyler Haas' name has not been mentioned very much, just kind of been under the surface. How does Skylar Halford's success, uh, hopefully going forward, affect Tyler Haas in a positive way? You know, I think Tyler, I mean, you, you look at the season, right? Tyler's still obviously uh, leading the team in points per game. Uh, but then you look, and the next person down who's, who's leading the team in points, uh, or is, it follows Tyler, is Matt Carlino, 14 and a half. And we obviously know Matt Carlino's been struggling. So to see that nobody has really emerged, it's kind of a telltale sign that the, the burden has been all upon Tyler's shoulders to go out there and score points. And so I think now Tyler can see Skyler and, and, this, and this other player that's come in and provide the spark is another you know, scoring threat. And so I think it takes a little bit of the burden off Tyler's shoulders. But, but you're right. He, he struggled in, in WCC play. He was shooting 26% from the field um, and then followed that up with a 38% outing against Pepperdine. Um, but last game against San Diego shot 41% and kind of got back to his scoring way. So um, uh, once again, if you can add another threat, uh, with that being now the emergence of Skylar Halford, it only helps with Tyler to maybe uh, not have as much attention on him, not draw as many double teams, allows him to free up and, and hopefully uh, – you know, knock down more shots. So, uh, once again, it's, the emergence of Skylar is big for everybody, the whole team. I think from the spark aspect, from the energy, um, to the scoring, and hopefully freeing up Tyler for, for easier looks. BYU TV football and basketball analyst David Nixon on BYU Sports Nation, one of our regulars. David, I feel like BYU has an opportunity. They have, they have the talent the tools in place to finish conference play 14-4, and four, which means they only lose two more conference games. I feel like if they do that, and they don't have to win the conference tournament, but they get to the conference tournament championship, that they are a lock for the NCAA tournament. Jerem says that he feels like at no point will he feel comfortable unless BYU wins the West Coast Conference Tournament and secure the auto bid. For you, when will you feel comfortable about BYU being a lock in the NCAA tournament? I mean, a lock. Uh, a lock's different than just being feeling confident. But I'd say the lock. I, I have to go with Jeremy. You have to win the WCC tournament. However, with that being said, 
it's all about how you finish, um, and, and that's what the yeah, that's what kind of worries there with your RPI and uh, with getting you know your seated uh, come um, March Madness. So you look at BYU's last games; they have a you know um, February 20th they have a home game against Gonzaga. Uh, it's the third to last game, um, which you, you can only match Gonzaga's will be highly ranked at that time. Um, and if they can win that one at home, and then against Portland and go on the road to San Diego, beat them on the road, and kind of take that momentum into the WCC tournament. It could be something magical. And I, I think you look at the game before Gonzaga, it's at St. Mary's. If you can win on the road at St. Mary's, it's another quality key win that you can chalk up. So I think the schedule's there where it'd be where you can take care of business towards the end of the season. Um, I, I think they might have a chance to slip in, even if they, like you said, maybe fall short in the conference tournament. Uh, but as we stand right now, um, I think the kind of the main gist and feeling is that BYU is going to have to, have to you know, win, win, win out. Um, which is going to be hard to do, but but more than anything, win the WCC tournament uh, to get in. So going into the tournament, what seed is BYU in your opinion? I think they finish up at a, at a three seed. I think Gonzaga takes the one, and I think it will be a fight for the for the two and the three seed between St. Mary's and BYU. I'm I'm confident that BYU can can turn uh, turn this around and um, really right the ship, and and hopefully you know have a great showing here. But uh, you know, these next two games are crucial. And then, and then once again, the, the four-game stretch on the road it will, will be a telltale sign of, of what this team is made of, this BYU team. I mean, once again, young team. you got Eric Mika, who's a freshman, who's, who's not used to playing 31, 32 you know, games in a season. Um, he might be hitting his kind of freshman slump, uh, kind of running out of a little energy. He's getting banged up, as we saw against San Diego. So everyone's going to have to rally around each other and come together. Uh, the leaders will have to step up. You know, obviously, Tyler Hawes. You look at Matt Carlin as a captain that's now coming off the bench, so um, that's kind of a kind of oddball to have a have a team captain come off the bench. But um, everyone's got to rally around each other. And, and, and as been discussed before, uh, I know um, Jackson Emery mentioned it, th- these guys are best friends on and off the court, and I think that only helps during these difficult times. Um, and as you try to once again rally around each other and, and try to make a, a great finish, but uh, there's still a lot of basketball to be played, and it'll be interesting to see how BYU can respond. David Nixon, BYU TV analyst, getting it done. We appreciate the time, my friend. Good luck on the call on Saturday when BYU takes on LMU. I know you'll be watching tonight when the waves hit the Marriott Center against the BYU Cougars. Indeed. Thanks, guys. All right, David Nixon. Up next, what is the status of star center and freshman Eric Mika? He's been banged up. We talk about an X and what it means for BYU tonight. Also a Sports Nation favorite, Know the Foe. How much do you really know about Pepperdine? This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Hollinger steals it away. The ball for Mika. Oh, how I hope something like that happens tonight. I want to hear that. Mika! And that Mika is involved. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Follow our show on Instagram as well as Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It's game day for the men and women hoopsters tonight at 9 Eastern. The men host Pepperdine on BYU TV. And then on BYU Radio, the women play Gonzaga. 9 Eastern live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The countdown to UConn is getting some response on Twitter. Yes, it is. 
It's taking hold. At Caitlin Jenny says, I mean, it, it might get old. 231 days is a <laughs> long time. Hashtag BYUSN. Well, luckily, there are Saturdays and Sundays, so you don't have to hear it on those days. <laughs> At Laser Sheep, I love the countdown to Connecticut thing. I always laugh. Thoroughly cogitated tweet. Hashtag BYUSN. Yes! Cogitated makes another appearance in today's show. Very nice. 231. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN. Our top stories and headlines. BYU going with their new starting five. It's not new if you're thinking about the San Diego game, but for the season purposes, it's it's still kind of a new thing with Kyle Collins with the point guard, Skylar Halford at the two, Tyler Haas the three, Eric Mika probably there as the big at five, and Nate Austin at the four. Those two kind of uh, share similar roles. But 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 look, it's it's a new thing and it's an okay thing for now. Bracket fresh bracketology today. Joe Lenardi of ESPN says that BYU is the fourth team out at nine and seven. So. Not as bad as you think for BYU basketball right now. Hall of Fame inductees yesterday for baseball. They included Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, and Frank Thomas. BYU legend Jack Morris just missing the vote. 78 votes shy of getting inducted into the the place to be for all baseballers. Yeah, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Sam Lee, uh, who redshirted uh, last year, uh, will contend in the secondary, a talented JC transfer, is having back surgery today uh, on the football team. And then this from at King Raheem, John Raheem Peoples, a talented defensive lineman who redshirted last year, should do good things for BYU this year. He tweeted this uh, two hours ago. So the, I so guess the coaches took my body to a whole nother level today. I feel like a ghost's out of my body this year is no joke. So BYU being pushed in offseason conditioning and weight training. What's your bold prediction for tonight's BYU Pepperdine game? Send your tweets to us with the hashtag BYUSN. We're giving you 10 more characters by introducing that new hashtag. We'll get to some of those in just a moment. A lot of people talking about Eric Mika and how banged up he has been. He hit the floor like five or six times against San Diego. Told me after the game when I was talking to him one-on-one, yeah, I'm going to be fine. I'm all right. I'm I'm a little bruised up. He had the the hip bruise or the hip contusion, if uh, you want to get technical. And he has... a cogitated hip, I believe. Oh, stop it. He has... He sat out Monday and Tuesday, played limited in practice yesterday, did not do five-on-five drills, so his role tonight is kind of up in the air. What are we going to get from Eric Mika tonight against Pepperdine, and do we need to see a lot of Eric Mika with Pepperdine having a smaller lineup? I think they have tougher bigs than San Diego. San Diego has... They have good bigs that can that can shoot it, but they're they're not good back to the basket scores. He being tougher bigs, not necessarily bigger bigs, but right? Tougher bigs. Uh, t- Pepperdine's bigs are better. Brendan Lane is a good player. He might be a first team All Conference post player when all is said and done. Uh, Twenty six and seventeen against Santa Clara played really. He's he's a rebounding machine. He can he can do it all. He's a UCLA transfer going to grad school. We learned yesterday uh, from Mark Amaral of of Pepperdine, and then. Stacey Davis, a uh, the WCC newcomer of the year last year, so BYU needs Eric Mika in the game. He's it sounds like he's going to start, but we don't know how much he'll be used. Hopefully BYU jumps out on Pepperdine like they did San Diego, so that he can rest a little bit because you have LMU forty eight hours later. BYU head coach Dave Rose was asked about Eric Mika's role tonight and his status. He had this to say at practice: You know, Josh and Luke uh, will you know get a chance a lot earlier and. Uh, you know, we'll we'll wait and see tomorrow what we have to what we've got to work with. How do you translate that, Jerem? What do you think? That uh, that Mika will play, but 
might not play as much as he normally does. So if you had to put an over-under on minutes played for Eric Mika tonight, where would you put it? Well, he's averaging 25.7. I'll go, I'll go, uh, I'll go 22 as the over-under. Okay. Over-under on Eric Mika's playing time tonight at 22 minutes via at Jerem Jordan on at BYU Sports Nation. Uh, tell us what you think about it if you really feel like it using the hashtag BYUSN. The <laughs> tweets are coming in hot. <laughs> oh, Eric Mika, certainly a critical part for this BYU team to have sustained and continued success. It's almost scary how important he is to this team and, and how banged up he has been. I'm, I'm glad he has survived to this point. He's not missed a single game despite getting clawed in the eye Yeah, and then multiple hip injuries. Uh, contusions from Saturday. So he's he's a gamer. He can play. We do this uh, every week. It's one of my favorite segments on this show, and it's called Know the Foe. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Yes. All right, Jerem. we got to start it with an easy one. Willie the Wave. Nope. Oh, man. Nope. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not going there. It, it is Willie the Wave. The mascot <laughs> of the Pepperdine Waves is Willie the Wave. It, probably, the, aside from Cosmo, the most interesting looking one. I think Cosmo's the best, but Willie the Wave. He's got this like blue dew of a wave. <laughs> He's got Blaine Fowler hair. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? Just look up Blaine Fowler, BBI TV analyst. We love you, Blaine. Our audience knows what you're talking we about. We love you. Okay. Pepperdine, true or false, has an enrollment of over 8,000. False. It's barely under. Oh, very good. Who is Pepperdine? Who is Pepperdine? Yeah. Who's, a, who's the na- the person associated with Pepperdine? Oh, man. The well, name. One of my best buddies, Greg Lee, who was a student body president yeah. of Pepperdine, would be very disappointed with me right now. So you don't know? I have no idea. George Pepperdine founded the university in Los Angeles in February of 1937 during about, the Great Depression. How about that? George or Pepperdine. Right yeah, George Pepperdine. What was George Pepperdine famous for other than founding Pepperdine? That's What? Is that a question? You yes. didn't even know who it's, he was. It's a question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. You don't Fail. know. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. What's the phone number for Pepperdine? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The area code? <laughs> yeah, okay. The area code. I don't know. 310. 310. Yeah. Nice. You used your question. That's In true. October, okay, Forbes ranked America's top colleges. Within 10, what was Pepperdine? 21. There were 100. Oh, dang it. On the on the nose. One, right, 100. Right at number 100. Okay, official colors for the Pepperdine Waves. Blue and orange. What is the name of the president? Is it Andrew Andrew K. Benton? Is it David C. Davenport? Is it Howard A. White or William S. Bonanski? I'm going to go C, Jerem. It was A. Andrew oh, K. Benton. man. And BYU's? BYU's is Cecil O. Samuels. Very nice. You even got the middle initial. Come on. I'm not that I just, bad. No, I, you're not. I just wanted to... I just wanted to get Cecil on the show. Pepperdine's record in football. They don't have a football team. So Currently. They, so zero and Have zero. they ever, though? They probably had one at one point. No? No. They're so, undefeated. St. Mary's had one. One Gary Scheide was an assistant coach for St. Mary's back in the day. Did you know that? I did not know that. How many national titles does Pepperdine have in Division One team sports? Ooh. Let's go with seven. It's nine. How many does BYU have? 
Oh, Jeremy would ask this. This is about Pepperdine, not about BYU. This show is about BYU. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to go with... 14. 10. Oh. Should have been 11 with volleyball in May. Yes, it should have. A game you were at. Okay. The Pepperdine Waves are located in which California city? Malibu. And they are located on which street in Malibu? Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> I don't know. Cheryl Crow. Pacific Coast Highway. Uh, oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. What, this musician went to Pepperdine. This is how yes! Montel Jordan. 231. <laughs> yep. Montel Jordan. Very nice. Montel Jordan went to Pepperdine. That song just became that much cooler. I knew there was a tie, a West Coast Conference tie to this show. Montel, it's you and us, buddy. What else you got? Because I have, I have like two more I really want to get to. But okay, fine. I know go. the music. Go. Right We're running out of time. Go. True or false? Mike Leach got a law degree from Pepperdine. True. True. True or false? From 1976 to 88, a show called Battle of the Network Stars, which was a series of competitions between stars from ABC, CBS, and NBC, was filmed at Pepperdine. It's a, it's a famous location. <laughs> so I just like the fact. <laughs> so I'm going to say true. True. I just like the fact <laughs> that that happened. Can you imagine right now? That happening? People from the major stations, like Wolf Blitzer and Bob Costas running on a track somewhere or like playing basketball or something? I'm getting that all would be sorts, fantastic. I'm getting all sorts of glorious ideas for us and I, this show. I want it in Salt Lake and Provo. I want to take on David James and Gordon Monson in pickup. <laughs> they wouldn't stand a chance. I want to take on Joe Lenardi and Trevor Maddich of ESPN in, I don't know. How fun would that be? That'd be fun. Know the foe. As always, a good time. The Pepperdine waves under the microscope on BYU Sports Nation. Well done, Jerem Jordan. He's some quality questions in there. We head back to Twitter. It's Twitter time. What's your bold prediction for BYU and Pepperdine tonight in the Marriott Center at JSJ35? Says BYU wins with so many points to cover that loss and then some. Points on points on points. Hashtag BYUSN. So if they, they cover the six points that Pepperdine won by in Malibu and, and they the cover 15. the spread tonight, they have, BYU wins by 21 or more. I'm you're with me. You're with me, yeah. Joe. You're, you're exactly between what I'm saying and what you're saying. Well, I was joking 17 at the beginning, but you said Halford. Halford. Halford goes 17. Okay. At FLG underscore T. New year, new starting five, and a new streak of dubs. My bold prediction is Cougs by 20 tonight and Saturday. Ooh. Which is what I was going with. Hashtag this. Good. LMU, Pepperdine, you got, you got wins against BYU. Congratulations. Now you're dead. <laughs> Enjoy it they, while you have hey, it. Hey, they already won. They were hoping to take one from BYU. <laughs> now you have it. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar whip around. Plus, who gets today's rise and shout? It may surprise you, and I'll say this much. Eat more chicken. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. It is 10.53. In other words, it's time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU looks to start a winning streak tonight as the Cougars host Pepperdine at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Skyler Halford will get his second start after 28 points Saturday against San Diego. 
Eric Mika did not practice fully this week, but is expected to play. Women's basketball. The 13-2 Cougars in Spokane for a West Coast Conference road showdown against reigning champion Gonzaga. Biggest game of the year to date. Listen to it live on BYU Radio tonight. Tip-off at 9 Eastern. Men's volleyball. The ninth-ranked Cougars play Northridge in the home opening match of the season tomorrow night at 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Cougars started the season 0-2 last week in Illinois. Tomorrow on the show, men's basketball assistant coach Mark Pope. The Pope at BYU. He'll recap Pepperdine and BYU. Men's volleyball coach Chris McGowan. And he's on because BYU Volleyball opens up their home schedule tomorrow night with one Jerem Jordan back on the call. And Steve Vale. Steve Vale's fun. If you haven't watched a BYU men's volleyball match, I encourage you to do so. Not because I'm involved, but because it's awesome. Also on the show tomorrow, Loyola Marymount University Radio play-by-play Jesse Cass. Okay, How t- did the Lions beat the Cougars? We'll ask him that question, that's for sure. Are you going to bring up Now You're Dead? Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I'll do it at that point. If I'm feeling, If I'm feeling, you know... I don't know. Hey, Jesse, now you're dead. Jess, hey, congratulations, dude. Now you're dead. Rise and shout. Uh, let's give it to Jack Morris. Probably the greatest. No, no, no. I'm going to be opinionated. The greatest player BYU baseball has ever produced. And he almost got into the Hall of Fame. He came up a little short, but congratulations on a tremendous career. He gets today's rise and shout. We have another special rise and shout. So a rise and shout two to. <laughs> There's a reason for that. BYU students camping out at Chick-fil-A in Provo. Eat more chicken. Why would anybody set up a tent and survive a blizzard snowstorm outside of a new Chick-fil-A? I didn't know this till today. Because they're giving away free Chick-fil-A, uh, Chick-fil-A for a year to, to the, the first, first 100. 100 customers. Oh my goodness. Starving students, so you B- get a rise and shout. So BYU students listening to BYU Sports Nation right now, outside of Chick-fil-A, Getting ready for a big game tonight, <laughs> slash a year full of chicken. Fantastic. That's well done. What's your bold prediction for BYU and Pepperdine tonight? Back to Twitter. Tweet, tweet. At Scott M. Gower says one word. Pain. <laughs> That's always going to be there. Oh. I love it. At C.C. Boss Bone. He says, BYU 86, Pepperdine 68. BYU's had a rough start to the year, but I believe they could still make a splash. Agreed. At DJ Neltz, anyone else notice that four-game skid began after at Spencer underscore Linton put that pick on Dave Rose following a halftime interview? Come on! It's you! Now, if anything, I was helping. The karma. I have the karma. I take it with me. Yeah, why are you setting a pick on him? By the way, at BYU Settle Sports down. Nation just tweeted a photo saying, Who's, whose hair is better, Blaine Fowler or Willie the Wave? <laughs> Jamal Williams' mother at UCLA grad 90 just said, Fowler, of course. You should always... You should see his dad's hair. Always laid, uh, always laid out, not a hair out of place. Kirk. Kirk yeah. is the same way. Kirk who, Fowler has an great usher, hair and volunteers. Yes. He's great. <laughs> they, both, they do have fantastic hair. Use hashtag BYUSN to weigh in on Twitter. At Looney Tune USMC. The Waves bring their A game but get thrashed by BYU in the, hash, or the quote, cougar cage tonight. Let's rock. At Sky Half for three? Question mark? Yes. Yes. Very nice. Hey, thanks to our guests today, David Nixon and everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Shaline, production assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, Jake Edmonds, and engineer Aaron Up. You know why I love our Twitter followers, Jerem? Because we have, we have tweets like this. Off my deathbed to listen in, feeling better already. Show me some love. 
Hashtag Cougs Skylard Bound. Yes. Feel better. Thanks yes. for listening. Feel better. At FLG underscore T. Thanks to our uh, everyone that's involved in this show. It take, takes a village. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page, show links, and much more. You can listen to episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Keep using the hashtag BYUSN. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Mm-hmm.